Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. That was an interesting performance, to say the least, by the Pittsburgh Penguins. There were positives to take away at the end of the day. I wasn't expecting to talk about any positives after the second period, but there were positives in that third period. But there were also a lot of negatives. The Penguins no-showed for practically 30 minutes in this game. Didn't show up, and they ended up going down by three goals as a result. Just an insurmountable deficit because they almost came back only to give up two empty netters and lose by a final score of 6-3 to three against the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, stop, top storyline is just basically that the Penguins get off to a good start. You score a goal in the opening minute of the game. Evgeny Malkin is flying high against a team that he always performs well against. And then all of a sudden, you just look and nothing goes well for the Pittsburgh Penguins after that. They just disappear in this game against the Detroit Red Wings. When they wake up about 30 minutes later at the end of the second period, you're down four to one. And what do you do there? You just try to claw your way back. They almost did give them credit for that. Eric Carlson, Sidney Crosby, and the second line as well. Also just basically putting this team on their back. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't enough to get the job done. They don't get anything out of their trip to Michigan and they go home with basically a lot more questions than they have answers uh, as they prepare for the St. Louis Blues coming up this weekend. Let's get into the goal recap as I bring up the graphic. As you can see, plenty of scoring in this one. First period started early, 53 seconds in. Evgeny Malkin nets his third goal of the season, assisted by Riley Smith. That duo continues to be red hot for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and Eric Carlson picks up his second assist as a member of the Black and Gold a little bit after that, Alex Dabrinkit pots his fourth goal in four games for the Detroit Red Wings. A great pickup for the Red Wings in the offseason. He ties it on what was an NHL 24-esque goal. Cross crease, no defense played there by P.O. Joseph. Austin Zarnick was the one that sent that pass over to him, picks up his first point of the game, and Shane Gossespair pots a secondary assist in that one. And after one period, it was tied one-to-one. You thought, okay, the Pittsburgh Penguins started well. They didn't look good towards the end, but they can kick things off in the second period like they did maybe in Washington on Friday, and that would get things going in the right direction for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But, in fact, the opposite happened for the Penguins in this one. The Detroit Red Wings were the team that came out and dominated the second period, scoring three goals, first by Ben Sherratt. He gets his first of the season, assisted by Dylan Larkin and former Pittsburgh Penguin. Jeff Petrie gets in on the action. Then Andrew Kopp scores a goal. Again, Jeff Petrie on the assist. Michael Rasmussen gets the secondary on that one. And then another former Penguin. If you're noticing a theme here, it's because there was one. David Perron on the power play. It took them under 20 seconds to convert on the power play. Not a good showing by the Penguins penalty kill unit. Not a good showing in general by the Pittsburgh Penguins when it came to special teams in this one. The power play did not get a goal in three attempts. Dylan Larkin gets an assist, and so does Alex Dabrinkit on that goal. And you were down 4-1 to one if you're the Pittsburgh Penguins entering the third period, and it just wasn't looking pretty. I already had the game story written. They were going to get shelled, but fortunately... The Stars came out to play in the third period for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Eric Carlson gets his first goal as a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins, assisted by Sidney Crosby. He picks up his second apple of the season. Ryan Graves also gets an assist on that one, and the Penguins pulled within two. Brian Rust 
did get on the score sheet once again. Four goals in four games for the Rusty Razor. That one was assisted by Eric Carlson. It was a deflection goal, and the Penguins pull within one. Marcus Pedersen also picks up a tally there, and the Penguins, they were pushing. They were pressuring, but they were unable to crack Ville Husso for a fourth time in this one, and they fall with two empty net goals at the end, one by Andrew Kopp and one by Alex Dabrinkit, eventually closing out this score by a final of 6-3. to three. So, Game story, game score, again, same exact thing. The Penguins show up early in the first five minutes, disappear for the next 35 minutes, and then they have a stellar third period and just fall short. It's unfortunate because you saw some really good things from the first line, from the second line, and especially from Eric Carlson, as we'll get to when we get to our three stars. But at the end of the day, you just can't play 20 minutes a game or 25 minutes a game and expect to go out there and get two points or even to go out there and get one point. You know, when you look at the performance as a whole, Tristan Jari, I thought, was okay. There were a couple goals that he was a little out of position on, but the defense in front of him was horrible. So you don't put any of that really on Tristan Jari at the end of the day. The top six, yeah, they looked dormant in the second period, but at the end of the day, they were the only units that showed any progress, any potential in this game at all. Third line doesn't get very much going. You saw Jansen Harkins get demoted in this one by by Mike Sullivan. He goes down to the fourth line. Matt Nieto jumps up to the third line. That's something we'll probably have to discuss going into Saturday's game against the St. Louis Blues. And Jeff Carter gets two opportunities. Doesn't score on either of them. And he continues to make you think, okay, maybe he's going to score a goal here. Maybe he's going to be the one to get things started for the bottom six, but he just hasn't been able to finish. We all also remember that on Saturday, he had the breakaway or the partial breakaway against the Calgary Flames and just completely and utterly missed the net. So the Penguins, same issues prevail. Bottom six, not good enough. Top six tries to carry the load. This time they just fall short. And the other storyline I'll get to is the third defense pairing. That's that's something that's starting to look a little bit sketchy. At least in this game, it looked a little bit sketchy. But let's get to our three stars of the game here. Number three, got to give it to Jeff Petrie. Former Penguins always kill the Penguins. It seems to happen in every single one. David Perron always scores a goal. He got his goal in this one. But Jeff Petrie in his revenge game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. He notches two assists. The guy was a healthy scratch last game for the Detroit Red Wings, so you think it felt good for him to come in and get two assists against the team that traded him away two months ago at this point. So good on him. I didn't think he looked stellar throughout the game. I thought he had a couple other opportunities, but it was clearly a game in which he wanted to get an impact. He wanted to make an impact, and he did. He got two assists, so shout out to him. I give him my third star of the game. Second star of the game, and the only Pittsburgh Penguin on this list, giving it to Eric Carlson. Could have given it to Evgeny Malkin, but there were a couple times that I was a little wary of Malkin's you know, red mist attitude. He did lose it a couple times in this game. Shortened a Penguins power play on one occasion. You just can't do that, especially in a game where you're searching so hard to find anything at that point at the end of the second period. He takes a dumb penalty, and he evens things up going into the third period. Fortunately, Malkin had a goal. Malkin had a couple other opportunities. I thought he had a good game, but not nearly as good as a guy like Eric Carlson. I thought this was the first time that Eric Carlson really established himself as the guy you saw last season, as a guy that has 100-point potential. Whether he can get to it again or not, he scores three in this one, one goal and two assists, and he could have scored multiple other goals. I mean, the opportunities that he was able to put up for the Pittsburgh Penguins was nothing short of astounding, especially in that third period. 
There was one opportunity that he was coming right down Broadway. I thought if he would just wire that shot towards the top shelf, like he had been doing throughout the entirety of the game, he probably would have scored a goal there. Might have changed the story of the game. Might have put the Penguins in front. Or made him, excuse me, might have tied the game for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And at that point, you know, if they would have tied it up late in that game, it's hard to believe that the Red Wings were going to be able to come back because they were so flat-footed by the end of that third period that you would have had to imagine if the Penguins would have tied it, they would have been able to, one, push it into overtime and get that pity point, and two, potentially take home that second point and really get out of this unscathed despite not really deserving to. But instead, Carlson tries to pass it over to Raquel. Raquel not ready for that pass, and you just... You look at it and you say, it's a missed opportunity. And that tonight was a missed opportunity for the Pittsburgh Penguins because by the end of the game, they had their legs. Eric Carlson had his legs throughout the entirety of the game. Sidney Crosby had a really solid game. I thought Brian Russ looked really good in this game. A lot less trying to go hero and go into the offensive zone all in his own. There was a lot more passing, a lot more chemistry between that first line and, and Eric Carlson in this one. But at the end of the day, you can't, again, I keep saying it, but you cannot just disappear for 35 minutes in a game and expect to win, especially against a team like the Detroit Red Wings, who have a lot of offensive firepower this year. I mean, Alex Dabrinkit looks like a godsend for that unit. Dylan Larkin has been steadily and quietly one of the more productive players in the National Hockey League throughout the past five seasons. So you just can't continue to not show up and let a guy like Billy Huso get hot in the third period because at the end of the day that's what happened and that's why Ville Husso is my number one star of this game and in both losses for the Penguins this year I've come on here and I've handed the number one star to the opposing team's goaltender and I think in both instances it's warranted I mean Peter Mrazek on opening night had 40 plus saves on the Penguins Ville Husso at the end of the night made every save he needed to make in the third period minus two Right? You had a three goal lead you had three goals to give up he only gave up two and both of those goals I mean Eric Carlson blew one past him. The other one was a great deflection by Brian Russ, but the other 10 bell saves that he was able to make, I think four or five of them, it's the only reason the Detroit Red Wings walked away with a win in a game that they should have easily taken the two points away after what happened in the second period. But shout out to Vili Husso. He looked really good in the third period. A couple final thoughts here, and then I'm going to head to the comment section. Thank you to everybody for tuning in here to Iceberg Recap. We'll have another one of these on Saturday. Might not be live on Saturday night, but we will have an Iceberg Recap as we will after every Pittsburgh Penguins game this season. Final thoughts on this one. I, I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. Rough night for the Penguins' third defense pairing. Did not look good. They didn't play very much in the third period. Maybe that's why the Pittsburgh Penguins looked so stellar in the third period. But Rue Weedle and P.O. Joseph each on the ice for four Detroit Red Wings goals in the second, first and second period especially. Whenever the Penguins were falling behind, it was a lot of the time because those two were on the ice. It's not like they were a bystander. It's not like they were playing their position and the goal was scored on the other end of the ice either. A lot of the times, they were in the center of the play. First goal, P.O. Joseph doesn't block the pass, and it's an easy cross-crease goal for Alex to bring it. Second period, you see a lot of the same thing. They're letting passes go through the zone way too easily. They're not protecting the net front, which has never been a, a strong suit of these guys in, to begin with, but they were not protecting the net front at all in the second period, and they were just getting taken advantage of. And you can see it on the power play goal. Chad Ruedel is out there. P.O. Joseph was not out there. He's not killing penalties so far this season, but Chad Ruedel screening Tristan Jari on the one power play goal. What is he supposed to do in that instance, right? You have to, one, clear the net front. And if you're not going to clear the net front, 
don't screen your own goaltender. So a rough night for Rue Weedle and a rough night for Joseph. Hopefully Rue Weedle is okay. He did uh, get shaken up there in the third period. Fortunately, he was out there later in the game, but just overall not a good night for that third defense pairing. And when we look at these guys, we say, listen, you're going to have maybe 10 minutes of ice time a game. You're not asked to do a whole heck of a lot. But if you go out there and you're short ice time and you get caved in the way that they got caved in tonight, that's when you have to start wondering, okay, how long is the leash for these guys? Obviously, P.O. Joseph does have a little bit of a longer leash than a guy like Chad Ruweedle, but how long is Ruweedle's leash? Was he going to win that position out of camp if Mark Pesek didn't get injured early in camp? What do we have to see from them going forward? Because even coming in, they performed well. I mean, 53% of the shot attempts at 5-on-5 five five in the first three games, 69% of the expected goals for together, and outchanced opponents 10-8. to eight. It's pretty good for a limited time that they were out there on the ice at 5-on-5, five five, but tonight just did not look good. It, it didn't. I mean, Ruedel on the ice for two goals at 5-on-5 five five and that one on the penalty kill, and P.O. Joseph on the ice for three 5-on-5 five five goals. Not a good performance by the Penguins' bottom pairing. Not a good performance by the Penguins' bottom six. And once again, relying on Eric Carlson, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin in the top six to do the dirty work, and they weren't able to get the job done tonight. But let's look into the comment section here. Thank you to everybody for tuning in, trying to scroll up a little bit to see what I missed. Uh, JR says, this game sucked. Uh, For a large portion of it, it did. I will agree with you, JR. For a large portion, it did. It was low event hockey, specifically on the Penguin side of things. But then in the third period, I will say it got interesting. For a second there, I thought, okay, maybe the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to be able to fight back in this one. Maybe the Crosby, Malkin, and Eric Carlson clan are all going to be able to come back and fight back in this one. But as you can see, just not enough firepower at the end of the day. And again, shout out to Ville Husso, my number one star of this game. He absolutely stonewalled the Penguins in certain opportunities and was able to be just good enough to keep the Pittsburgh Penguins down and underneath them. Jake asks, Berlanski, are we good or not? Uh, too early to tell. I think it's too early to tell for every team across the NHL. My rule of thumb, wait until game 20, which is about a quarter of the way through the season. That's when you can start to parcel out whether or not teams are good or not. But if I had to just give my opinion here, I think this is a good team. I think this is a team that needs to put things together. And I think this is a team that Kyle Dubas has mentioned. He's not going to worry about using waivers. He's not going to shy away from using waivers. There's a couple players that you might want to use waivers to replace here in the next couple of games. I don't know what Jansen Harkins is doing. The first step is seeing him get demoted. We'll see how much longer he stays in the lineup because he has not shown anything through four games this season. Uh, Jetstream 64K. Rue Weedle with yet another rough one. I agree. Just not a good game for the number six defenseman on the Pittsburgh Penguins and an organization where, yeah, they brought in John Ludwig. They have Ryan Shea and like what he showed in training camp. It's interesting to see how long they're going to keep him in because Rue Weedle, I mean, he's been here for seven years. There's a lot of trust that Mike Sullivan has in him. How long is that leash and how long do they wait before they replace him with a guy like Ryan Shea, who's supposed to be sure-handed on the defensive side of the puck. Um, Magic Milk Man says, uh, we need Carter in the press box. I don't disagree, but at the same time, I don't think we're going to see it, unfortunately. And I think you probably know that as well, Milkman. But 
another question here. Where was it? Uh, Cameron Britton said, when was the last time P.O. played a halfway decent game? He looked good in the opener. Uh, he wasn't tested very much in the opener, but I thought he looked pretty good in the opener. Didn't do well with Eric Carlson. Hasn't performed well with Eric Carlson at all this season, but played well with Eric or, Chris Letang in that one played well with Chad Ruweedle in that one. So uh, he did have a good game in the opener, but not great over the weekend and certainly not great uh, this past game and th this evening. But let me try to find uh, one or two more here as we get down to the bottom. Trying to figure out a couple of different ones here. Anybody else uh, saying anything other than the bottom pairing? Because yikes, it, it was a uh, it was rough. I mean, here's basically a synopsis that I've been given. Ryan Staunton said, Terrible second period, showed real great things in the third period, but too little, too late. Carlson is an animal. Yes, agree with that one. Gino still looking good. Yes, agree with that one. Scott comes out and says, Not good at all. What's wrong with their starts after the opening goal? They went home. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you what happened there. Why they just came out firing after three days off, too. You would imagine if you have a three day break that you're going to come out and you're just going to continue that pace, especially scoring 53 seconds into the game. They just weren't able to do it. Let me scroll up to the bottom again. When will DOC finally break out? I don't. No, like I, I keep thinking that he's going to have a good game the next game and he's going to have a good game the next game. And he still just seems like he he's kind of tentative and he seems like he's just kind of fading into the background, which is the opposite of what we saw in the preseason. So I don't know when DOC is going to break out, but I'm hoping it's soon because the Pittsburgh Penguins need something from the bottom six. And he was the guy that was leading the charge in the preseason. So you hope that starts to translate in the regular season here. And the last one I'm going to go with is David Raquel has been off tonight. It was apparent. He's not finishing his opportunities, and that was the one thing last year that you saw with Ricardo Raquel is he was terrific at finishing his opportunities off the top of my head because I don't have it in front of me. I believe he scored 28 goals last season. You don't do that by fumbling the puck and missing opportunities like he has so far this season. He's the only top six player, I believe, yeah, the only top six player that hasn't scored a goal this season for the Pittsburgh Penguins through four games. Now, part of that is because the top six has been really good. Three different players have three goals. Evgeny Malkin, Brian Rust now has four. Sidney Crosby has three. But something is a little off with Ricardo Raquel. I don't know if it's just because he's playing second fiddle to Riley Smith in that duo with Smith and Malkin, or if he's trying to figure out a new role with Smith being the trigger man with Evgeny Malkin and him being kind of the third wheel in that one. I don't know, but you need to see a little bit more. I agree with you, David from Ricard Raquel. But that's going to do it for this one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in live on YouTube or if you're tuning in later on the podcast version. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins. Make sure, make sure you like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And you can find us anywhere you get your podcast from as well. Just search Tip of the Iceberg and you'll find us there with Iceberg Recaps, Iceberg to Go on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday full hour-long episodes of Tip of the Iceberg podcast, which will get you one of those coming out tomorrow, and some more bonus episodes like yesterday when I talked about the Mark Friedman trade. But the Pittsburgh Penguins in this one, 6-3 to three losers. Up next, they take on the St. Louis Blues Saturday night at the Enterprise Center, seeing if they can get back on the right track. The one thing I'm looking for in that one, let's try to play a little bit more consistent throughout the 60 minutes, not disappear for 35 of them. That's going to be the key. Obviously, that's an easy one to say, but that's going to do it for this one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.